I have been selling this book, Zanaz Lee and Wan Chun Hong's Guide to Indie Filmmaking, which is published by MPH. For a while now, it's a really good book. If you want to be a filmmaker, whether it's for YouTube, social media, TV, film, cinema, whatever, this is the book to get. I'm going to make it more accessible and more affordable to all of you because I believe that everybody needs to become a filmmaker. The more filmmakers we have in the world, I think this world will be a better place to live in. Now it's available as an electronic book download on my website, I'm gonna link it here. It's really cheap, it's really affordable, it's only five ringgit if you wanna get the ebook version, okay? Five ringgit! It doesn't really cost much, right? It's just a little bit of something for me. I mean, it did take a lot of work to write. Each chapter of this book talks about one part of the filmmaking process. And for each chapter as well, I interview a local filmmaker. It's only five ringgit! It's only five ringgit! You're watching and listening to the Fat Video Film Club. I'm streaming at Zan Azli. As usual, we watch a local film every week and we review it. This week we're watching Russell. Oh, we're like this super, week super late. we're watching Russell and we're super super late. We're Okay, so uh, we saw Russell. We saw Russell back in KL. Back in KL, and right yeah, after not that, not in KL right now. After that, we left for Sabah. Yeah. Because because we are in Sabah because we're going on a tour. If you've been following us on social media and everything else, we've been uh, the last two years, right? Mm. Last two years, we've been embarking on this national countering violent extremism campaign, Fat Bidin TVE campaign, uh, where we produce three films, three docu feature documentaries. Two the, YouTube channels. Two YouTube channels. And trained five journalists to come up with CVE-themed special reports. Yes, So we'll be right. very busy lah. We'll be, we'll be very busy. <laughs> so, so you know why sometimes we, we miss a couple yeah, of weeks, right? So yeah. So, so right now, we're bringing the Sabah film, Sabah, Sabah documentary, to uh, communities around Sabah. Yes, uh, small we've spoken communities. To, yeah, we've gone to some alternative schools, we've gone to some kampongs, and we're now halfway in the midway mark of our Sabah tour. Yep, we're in Samporna right now. Silly BC, you know, Silly BC. So, yeah. Yala. Okay, so, so. So, coming back to the film. Yeah. Well, the, the, the three documentaries will be on Estra Wani. The first one was already on Estra Wani. Yes. Uh, so, you will be able to watch it. Lah. Just stay tuned on our, all our channels. Lah. Yeah, to find out. <laughs> okay, Russell. Russell. Ah, directed by uh, James a, Lee. An old friend, old old friend James Lee, the godfather of digital film mm. and independent film in Malaysia. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah. Hey James, I haven't seen you in a while. Ah, uh. when we gonna start? Just saw James. When? Uh, so long ago, the first film he did for Kuman Pictures. That's when yeah, I last saw him. Sisters. When are we gonna start that magazine that you're talking about, James? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, okay, okay, Russell, so what's Russell about? Ah, so, Russell is about um, these kids, 
in an asrama I think Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like college students, yeah. right? And then um, everybody's gone back because it's school holidays except for these few kids lah And then so they decide to go to like some waterfall or something And then some dumb flirt decides to go and open a random bottle in the jungle You and know then, uh, you know how it goes after that? Yeah, and then they go back to the dorm And uh, their ustad Alif Sata Who's played by Alif Sata uh, Also comes back uh, To take over for Asan Rani Who has an emergency in the kampung So uh, Things start to get weird Basically that one kid that opened the bottle Starts to like speak in tongues And then he starts would you say eating, biting, consuming? <laughs> eating other people. His other people, and then he like draws on their face like that, like that, while saying some weird things. Yeah, and then, then they wake up as like zombies. Up and then goes and bites other people. So it's like a pandemic. In a, in a hostel. Yeah. Yeah. Zombie demic or something. <laughs> and then there are these few flirts who are like trying to, I guess, survive lah. This zombie demic because in their their hostel is like in some. Remote area that has no signal and all that kind of thing, so it's very. Uh, and there's a power cut, of course. It's always a power cut in these kind of situations. So that's how it goes, lah. Yeah. So what do we think about the film? So what do we think about the film? <laughs> um, I actually didn't hate it. Uh, I watched the trailer several times because the trailer was was in the cinemas for months so every time we went to see a local film this trailer would come up and I was like ah oh, fuck we're gonna have to watch this film I hate these kind of films I don't really want to watch like a zombie film but it actually didn't turn out so bad style wise I didn't really hate it completely as a as a horror thriller film um, makes sense because you know James directed it and he's always got pretty good control over everything that he directs la, in his, his script but I really must say that I didn't really enjoy the story so much mostly because I I kind of get why it was like that they're trying to make it mysterious you know so you don't know what it is or where it comes from but I need to know okay I want to know so like when you don't know and it's just a case of like suddenly he opens the bottle and it's like this mystical bullshit of we don't even know what what it is actually and then it just causes people to go around biting other people and whatever it's it's um very it's hard for me to make a connection to to really fully immerse myself in the film so you know that you're just watching a story uh, and kind of a borderline sort of nonsensical story because there's no backstory right so you cannot relate right so you're just like oh, okay lah. so it didn't really invoke much uh, Feeling la. Maybe that's why also I, I could tahan it because then it's not so scary ma, because you already know that it's not real because you don't know what's going on also. It's like oh okay la, they're just you know some kids eating some other kids. <laughs> some kids eating some other kids. Yeah. With the purpose of trying to uh, take over the world. I, I guess. Is that the purpose? <laughs> we the, don't know. Yeah because that's what the Ketua zombie said one. Is uh, it? You know, yeah he, he tried to apply that he wants to take over the human world. La. Oh. I know? don't. I didn't realize this. But he starts in a in a remote village, you know, yeah. in a sekolah <laughs> asrama lah. In the jungle, actually, the because jungle, that's yeah. where the altar thing. Uh, was. Uh, yeah. So the the gaps of the mystical parts uh, were a bit detached for me. So I didn't really enjoy that. Yeah. But other than that, it was alright. I mean, I I like James. James has always has very good control when he's directing films. Yeah. You know, 
uh, even his art house films uh, and his mainstream films, they're, they're very, uh, they're very controlled. Uh. He, he has control, uh, which is great. He's a great director. Um, but he's, I mean, James for a very long time in his career, he's already been trying to straddle between the art house, the independent art house films that he makes and the mainstream stuff that he makes, right? Uh, and I, I think he's fairly, he's very successful in his art house stuff. Fairly decently successful in the mainstream stuff, you know. And he likes to do all these zombie zombie movies, horror movies. He's done a couple already. And I think this is just another one of his uh, mainstream attempting to be really mainstream film filmer that is trying to make money, uh, you know, in the in the box office, which I think it is. Is it? I think so. I think it I was quite a full fun. house when we went. We went on the first day. Yeah, it was a lot of premiere, people, and there was a lot, a lot of people, people in the cinema. So it was quite annoying actually. Yeah. <laughs> They were talking and yeah what is this new culture of everybody just talking in the cinema like what happened to the old days when cinema time was sacred and everybody must shut up because if not some person is going to be like shh I don't know nobody does that anymore I've never I've never experienced places where if it's a full house people keep quiet <laughs> so rare lah in Malaysia but uh, <laughs> anyway was it this annoying also you, yeah anyway, this was very annoying because they were talking annoying. they were talking to the screen <laughs> yeah. it's not an interactive show guys yeah. I, I I never get scared at horror movies uh, I never get scared at anything I never get scared at anything that's supposedly scary <laughs> like horror stuff lah uh, but I enjoy watching horror movies now this this particular one um, you can see that every single horror zombie trope was put into this film. <laughs> James, right? You've got this gang of friends. You've got your friend who's very loyal and friendly and you know, loyal, dedicated friend. You've got your friend who just thinks of himself. You've got your friend who fall in love with your other friend's sister kind of thing. Every single character is there. And you see them one by one die like any other zombie movie. You know, this person dies and after that, that person dies. <laughs> You know, and you, you have all the normal like friendship pros lah, like I sacrifice for you. No, I'm too selfish, I'll go, I'll sacrifice you for me, and things like that. It's all there. And die anyway. Yeah. And then you've got your you've got your uh hodgepodge put together from other zombie movies. Like you know 28 days later was the was the zombie movie that changed all zombie movies. Because before this we had like Night of the Living Dead and all that where the zombies all like uh, very slow, right? Mm. And you can just outrun them anytime and you can beat them up anytime. But the thing that scares you is that because they spread like like wildfire, there's just so many of them and you it, it, it gets scary lah. But then 28 days later, Danny Ball's 28 days later came, became even extra scarier because then he tried to make zombies that were that had superhuman strength. That will run faster than a car, they will they can punch you and you fly like 10 stories into the air, you know? And then there's a lot of them because you know they spread like wildfire. That was like damn scary. So you had that element too in this everything <laughs> you know? Every uh Every zombie stereotype was brought into it. But also like can be controlled by one hit zombie. That was oh yeah, this this zombie. Different. No, it, it it was also from that series, uh, uh, the M Night Shyamalan TV series, the one where they, they, uh, there was this mad scientist who put everybody to sleep. He selected people, put them to sleep, and then brought them up hundreds and hundreds of years later on, wake them up, and he wants to create this new society. But then the old society has already been like another virus that has spread, like zombie or so. Uh, that one they had like head zombie. <laughs> it's also taken, you know, from all <laughs> and then all put together lah. Um, but I don't watch a lot of these kind of shows. Oh, um, I, I do. Yeah. yeah. I when I was younger and I was a little bit braver and I would still want to watch horror films, I always enjoyed the ones that had a lot of um, 
side story so because this one was really more action heavy right and like there were all these it was okay if it was fully action heavy but this one had these elements of like they want to tell you what it is but then they don't so i was like a bit upset lah like there was one scene where they're all just chanting to like a tree yeah so so then, like like i think that's where uh the, the filmmakers tried to bring in uh, the element of they tried to localize it lah having mm. the kena merasuk mm. finding a bottle with like a gin inside yeah. you know like some evil spirit yeah. in a bottle accidentally let it out mm. uh, so that one is trying to localize all these uh, other generalized uh, zombie tropes from from from, yeah. from the western world lah yeah. isn't it so I guess that was him trying to relate to a local audience yeah. and but, put it together yeah. mm. taking a step back from my own preference though I also think that you know we we reviewed other films before and we don't like it when they rush through to explain everything so maybe it's good also like that James left it like that i'm sure some people will <laughs> appreciate it i i personally don't because i want to know but i'm sure other people will find it to be very enhancing lah you know the experience yeah. of not knowing like oh my god did how did how will they come back are there more so, because they yeah, can't explain it because there, there was a part in the film where they all said oh, they were talking about this hysteria thing in schools no, in the kampung, next ah, door in the, kampung. In the kampung, and then they also, then after that, when they were talking about that, they also said like, kau tengok lah kat sekolah ni kan, hmm. kalau orang yang kena hysteria, you don't know where this hysteria comes from, but suddenly just spreads everywhere. Yeah. And then this is in a boarding school, I yeah. went to a boarding school, this kind of talk is always one, yeah. always around, you know. So I think, I think you'll find an audience that will relate to this lah, hmm. you know. And I guess that element of chaos just amplifies that, you know, mm. amplifies the mystical and amplifies the, the chaos lah, really. Yeah. I mean, I, rem- I remember being in boarding school in the middle of the night, like a group of us would like go out and try to find hantu, you know. We would go to the bio lab because bio lab got all those like preserved animals and there was even a preserved fetus, you know, mm. in our bio lab. So we go, oh, sure, go hantu, you know? And never ever go hantu, never. I've never. I would go every time. Lady in green, man, the lady in green. The, what, the black horseman. Now, nah, mine are all these black horse. Every every body school in Malaysia has a lady in green, has a black horseman, has a whatever shit. <laughs> but I've never seen any of these this, this black horseman or whatever. Mm. <laughs> and I actively go and look. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But so, it's fun stories, lah. Um, there was this weird nuance in the film as well, um, where they are at the waterfall, sungai, whatever, and then one fleur goes, "Hey, jump, smayang." that time at solat and nobody else wants to solat and he's the only one that, that solats with the the kaka right and then at the end of the film he's also the one fucker that survives with the kaka oh, yeah. and he there's a there's a scene where the zombie like comes really close to him already huh? but then somehow like he doesn't why did you notice that huh so i was thinking like so you go to solat lah Huh, is but this I thought the, the solat guy was the one that became the ketua zombie. No, oh, no. he okay, didn't okay, solat. Okay. He's the photographer guy. Oh yeah, so, okay. I was also wondering like if that was intentional. Like, you know, was there secretly like a faith message in there? Or just so happened he just happens to be the smartest fleur out of all of them. Which is also why he solats lah. But, <laughs> but, but, but knowing James, maybe he's just poking fun at all these yeah, solat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, we'll make sure the we'll one sure that plays the one won't die. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. there was this one part which I kind of like where one of the, the the dedicated friend character who uh, becomes a zombie but he wants to save his friends so he tells his friends look just leave you know mm. I'm going to turn into them 
And then when he does turn into a zombie, there were times where he wanted to attack his friends and his sister, yeah. where he couldn't because, you know... Yeah, he was trying to, he was trying fight, to fight it, it lah, yeah. you know. Then, but again, again, right, that one is also a very common throw line. Please take care <laughs> of my parents. <laughs> okay, anyway, so... Okay, so what do you think? Yeah. Watch, don't watch. Watch or watch. Watch, it's Not entertaining. Bad. It's, it's yeah. quite okay. The ending was a little bit abrupt for me though. Yeah. But but it, it, but it was good. I, I think it's very you entertaining. On a ride, yo. Yeah, it's entertaining. Yeah. It's shot very very nice. You know, it's a very beautiful yeah. shot at night in the school. <laughs> it, it, it's weird that everybody goes back for holiday, and the zombie attacks in the middle of the night. But there's a group of people there's playing football. So there, there's yeah. a group of people playing football in full football gear, and they turn zombies, and you see zombies who are dressed in football gear running everywhere. <laughs> It's good. For a school that was supposed to be like fairly abandoned, yeah. it was not very abandoned. Well, it was entertaining. It's entertaining. It was. It so was. I would say go so watch yes, it. Watch it. Watch it. Congratulations, yeah. James. Yes. On yet another nice film. <laughs> okay. I mean, not the best film ever, but go watch it, lah. Go watch it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Okay. Uh, we're gonna get back to our tour. Porna now. Yes. Uh, like this video. Don't like, like this video. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel. Follow us on all our social media platforms. Oh wait, before we go, do we want to shout out any of the new local series that have come out that we haven't seen? No. Are there any? I can't think of. There is one. Uh, Elfie's Elfie's One Cent Thief is out on Astro. Oh, it sounds um, supposedly good, lah. So like. if you have Astro, um, apparently it's quite good. We don't have Astro, so we don't know how we're gonna watch it. We'll but try, we'll, we'll find try. a way to watch it. Yeah. There's also another one called Buto or something that's on another. Buto, lah. On another platform, TV something else. Which is also by another Malaysian hmm. filmmaker. Here's another thing that I want to ask you guys your opinion. Uh, a lot of people have been saying that we should put Malay subtitles. Yeah. Uh, because they think our, our reviews are quite good, but we need to spread, spread our, our you know yeah. audience and all that. So they say, but I'm thinking putting subtitles. I want to kill myself if I put subtitles. <laughs> so leche. Uh, but maybe we could do this bilingual. Like I could speak in Malay. Or something and then we see how lah make it like a hodgepodge. Like, I can sort of yeah. speak in Malay. Makes make, makes rojak rojak kind of thing lah. Do you think you think more people will watch yeah. it? We speak like rojak rojak. Yeah, I mean so we us, are Malaysians, right? Let us know. Let us know if you want us to yeah. speak in Malay. We we are Malaysians. We can speak Malay. We can yeah, speak Cantonese. Malay. We can speak English. Whatever you want. Yeah, I can ah. speak Tamil too, but it's all the dirty words because Deva taught me. My friend Deva. Yeah. So Hindu priest so, by the way. Again, uh, like this video, don't like this video. Follow us on all follow our social, social media, media platforms at Fabidin. Go to fabidin.com to, to get, get everything. everything. You're watching and listening. To oh the yeah, watching. Club. I'm Simeon Zanazli. And I'm Shoei Wusawai. A beautiful set, setting at the back. Quiet as a kiss.